I'ma give it to you tasty. Bread it up, fry it, and dip it in the gravy. You want fat fish? Yeah, you know you want to try it. Dip it in the butter, make the fat count higher. Higher, higher, higher. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. This is Grizzly Kiki. I'm Daniel. And I'm Robert. And welcome to the recap of the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10. And today it's just us. So get ready. For what? I don't know. It sounded good. Did it? Like fun. I don't think it did. We're going to get up to some shenanigans today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just before <laughs> before we get into... So we're going to... We're not going to like breeze through this, but um, we... So you have three opportunities to hear our opinions. <laughs> On this finale this week, um, you can tune in to the latest episode of All Right, Mary um, and hear us there. We had a really good time uh, with Johnny and Colin. We yeah. recorded like three hours of footage hours. Of, of, of audio. I mean, our our segment on the runway looks alone was like an hour long. Yes. And we went on many tangents. Many, many. Uh, yes. We, we really mm-hmm. dug in deep. It was yeah. a it was a very um, uh, studious. Mm hmm. Uh, analysis, analyses of not just the finale, but of a lot of things regarding Drag mm-hmm. Race. Um, so yes, please listen to us there. And then later this week, <laughs> you can tune into the Tony Soto show and hear us on there. Yeah. So if you weren't already tired of our voice by the time you made it here, there's another opportunity for you to I be know. exhausted. Um, and we're counting on you being tired. Yeah. Just kidding. Triple the pleasure, triple the fun. No, something like that. Um, what'd you think of the finale this year? I really enjoyed it. Did you? I did. Um, I mean, listen, as we all know by now, there were some moments that were hard to watch, but, um, in, in retrospect, it is really the, like, I have not been so, um, I guess like satisfied by a finale of drag race in a while like where i thought Hmm. the girls that i guess the girls that needed to be there were and that the outcome made sense based on what i was watching okay do do you know what i mean like it didn't there didn't seem to be any shenanigans afoot so you didn't feel satisfied when bob won season eight (sighs) 
I, you know what it was? It's not that I didn't. I no. I, I, I love Bob. I admire him. I think he's brilliant. Uh-huh. He could be a model. Um, <laughs> but it just the top. I didn't think that the top three were the best of the season, or at least you know. I mean, I'm, I love Kimchi. I love Naomi, but there was so much more in season eight. I thought. I will be honest, I would have gladly traded out kimchi for chi-chi in the top three because mm-hmm. I really, I just feel like in terms of of, of work and sacrifice and yeah. um and all that, chi-chi really showed, like she showed her work. She mm-hmm. was doing long division mm-hmm. on Drag Race and showing you how she was evolving as a queen yeah. on the show. And so for, I thought that that deserved to be recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I was pretty satisfied with the top three girls season eight. I mean, of course, I would have loved to have seen Thorgy there, but of it course. just didn't work well, out. Yeah. And I knew, even though, like, and this probably sound fine, kind of fucked up, but like, even though I knew my friend was on the show, I knew Bob was going to win. As soon as I heard Bob was well, cast, yeah. I was like, there is no other option. And he did very well. He did really well. And again, it's that, when we talk about it on All Right, Mary, it's that it's like the the judging and, and, and the inconsistencies in in the the analyses that the judges present and how they feel about it. That, to me, is what gets in the way. It's not necessarily the girls' performances or, or honestly, even how they interact sometimes. It's that on yeah. top of that, what they're dealing with interpersonally and also within themselves on the show, there's this other wrench thrown in, in, in the works and that wrench is never the same one every week in terms of how they're critiqued. It's it's a very um how how is Michelle feeling today? Okay. You know? I so, just I don't understand how that relates to being satisfied by the results of the finale. Well, because sometimes I feel like the people who end up in the fan in the finale, it's not necessarily because of the body of work they've presented, but sometimes can just be like they stayed one day and somebody else went home because somebody was in a mood. Okay. So, but yet with these girls that ended up in the finale, I could see the reason why each one was there. Okay. I, I think that that, you know. I don't agree with you at all. I don't, I really don't understand. I do understand that Cameron is an excellent lip sync artist. Mm-hmm. I think, I think in terms of her body of work on the show, she should not have been in the top three or no, top four. I'm sorry. No, but she did. She slayed her lip syncs. I mean, that's the well, yeah, and know. she was there, yeah. So and she was there, and there's something to something to be said for mm-hmm. being there, yeah, for as like mu- being the one. As much as I know? have been like snarky toward her and all that, yeah, it is, it is just me being mouthy, and I know it's not always welcome. I have to say that. So you know, but it's um, you know, you can get carried away sometimes. Well, let's move on to the actual finale. Yes. Um. So the season one girls are seen with season 10 lighting. That's rude. That's homophobic. The shade of it all. They really, they they just didn't, they didn't need this in their life. No. They didn't need to be seen in HD. No. I mean. Except for Nina. Nina. Well, I maintain Nina, Chanel and Angina. Okay, we looked, have different eyes. I thought, I thought, I thought Chanel and Angina looked gorgeous. We have different eyes. Well, fine. Anyway, they had the best costumes. Chanel, I don't, I don't remember exactly what my issue. I think Angina looked a little dusty. When they first, when she first came out, like she didn't, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't brush, brush off, off the excess powder. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Chanel specifically, Chanel had um, like cleavage contour that looked like someone just smudged a candy bar oh. 
between her her titties. Her titties. I didn't notice. I mean, her costume was just so much. You don't really notice it as much until they the mm-hmm. the lip sync that happens later in the show. Mm-hmm. But it really does look like like a like it was a hot day and a candy bar melted in between her boobs. I watch it just that again. it looked really messy. Let's watch that again later. Do we have to? I I I enjoyed all of that. I enjoyed all the bits on on the finale. Okay. Um. We'll see. But Nina was stunning. Why the fuck wasn't Tammy there? Tammy was on big tour. disappointment. Big. I mean, good for you, Tammy, for being on tour. But um, to me, season one isn't season one without with with Tammy Brown missing. Yeah, it's true. She to me is one of the bright spots of Drag Race as a whole. Yeah, as a whole. So I mean, to have her season be represented without her, without her there, it sucks as a fan. They, I get it. I get it. Money know, is money. Like I totally know, get yeah, it. Exactly. I mean, you know, Madame Laqueer. What yes. drove was was invited. I'm to the re- invited to the reunion, but she had to get herself there. Okay, to the finale. I'm sorry. And so she drove eight hours back and forth, and was sitting there, for, like basically gave up a day of work because she has a regular ass job too. Okay, and they cut everything that they brought her there for. Okay, but you know, but she was invited. She was, but you and know, that's nice. Anyway, I'm just saying they uh they cut her in favor of Gus Kentworthy. Um, I don't know if that's true. I'm just, I'm just trying she to. She asked funny. a question. She was brought in. No, I know that. Yeah, I know, oh, okay. I know what you mean. Oh. I know what you mean. I just don't remember at what point. Anyway, not relevant. Um, I so I I I came away from this whole season one girls and season ten lighting, wondering what the purpose was. Like why why like parade them out now and not you know earlier in the the show's history i'm just curious as to what they're trying to do it's it's a it's a matter of tens you know it's it's like you celebrate you celebrate milestones and i and i i really like when i i heard that they were brought back for you know that like little uh number that we see later i was like oh that's cute i didn't know that they were specifically highlighting them this way and so Mm. it it really kind of made me emotional because they really they they set the tone. They really were trailblazers, you know, because these were the nine. I mean, only eight were there. But these girls, regardless of how we feel about them, or how they acted during whatever. Yeah. They they walked the walk and they, they were the first ones to walk into the workroom when it was probably the size of the closet. You know, like they were essentially going into this without any like they didn't know what the hell they were in for. Yeah. And. I don't think they understood that they were going to be influencing uh, an entire yeah. economy. Yeah. It, it, we, it, we talked about it when we recorded with All Right Mary, how it yeah. is drag race has spawned an economy that I don't think that I'm exaggerating when I'm say that it employs tens of thousands of people at this point. No, I don't. You think know, that's promoters, an all. merch. Co- I mean, drag queen merch. Yeah. We're like, honestly. God, that was a genius idea. God damn, Bible girl is smart. Mm-hmm. Like she really is. I really do sit um, and think about her sometimes, and I'm like, fuck. If only I were as mm-hmm. smart as she was, or she yeah. is, uh, when I was her age. She's like, she's a genius, and it's <gasps> I love. I kind of love that she's never <laughs> been on. She has not gotten on Drag Race because I think it just makes it better for her. Like she's like, yeah, Drag Race girls, come to me, and I'll help you with your merch. Like she is. Am I crazy? I know that well. I know this is a total tangent, but am I crazy for thinking that I would I would be happy to see Bible Girl have her own drag competition that is televised oh at some point in the future? That would be yeah, I I, and I think, I'm, I think and I'm she not, would do it. Like the idea is not fully formed. I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure why I feel this way, but I would be really excited to watch that. 
Yeah. I don't know why. And she's, you know, the thing is, she's a she's a great person. I I really do believe that she's sweet. She's very smart, and she's a business per, a business person. Yeah. I mean, anyway, but her aside, she's a business woman. She's a business first. woman. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. So the these well, girls. The reason the reason I the reason I I came away from this being like, what are you trying to do here? Is because I can't help but question the motivation of drag race now going forward because i feel like everything is calculated it's completely calculated because the show is so produced at this point that well i think there's always this thing about like paranoid bringing people back but like it's the 10th anniversary of the show it is nearly 10 solid 10 actual years of drag race and it shouldn't take me hearing you say that to just think oh you know what you're right then, and that's a good idea for it to be 10 years of the show and mm-hmm. then celebrate by bringing the girls back from the first season, from the original mm-hmm. season. That makes sense. But my mind should not be your living your... in a space of like, what What are you trying to do? What are yes. you trying to do? What are you trying to influence well, me I, about? I, and, like, and that's the thing is, is that Drag Race has spoiled a few things. Yeah. You know, we talked about it last week. We went really into it. Um it but hasn't it, fucked up. It hasn't necessarily fucked up drag. I guess it's based on your opinion, but it has changed it it's to the point the where, of where it, it, she doesn't look the same. She's had a lot of plastic surgery. Yes. You know what I mean? Some of it has been gorgeous plastic surgery. Of course. Like drag has gotten a beautiful, glossy new cover. Yeah. But, you know, the magazine doesn't include everybody inside. Yeah. And that's that's the boo-boo. Yes. Now, the 10-year thing, I think it's great. These girls deserve all of the praise because they did this for a $10,000 prize. Terrible lighting. It was 20,000. Oh, was it 20? Yeah, okay, 20,000 20, 10 after taxes probably. Um okay. Anyway, they they really forged a a great foundation yeah. for this show and it could not have been done without them. Mm-hmm. You know? Um so I thought that that was great and celebrating them that way. But girls, some of these girls had not have not done drag in a while. Yes. Like Rebecca Glasscock. <gasps> Welcome to the stage. Shaky hands. Shaky hands. Yeah, it wasn't inventive, but no, you know, there used to be a Snapchat filter that was Rebecca Glasscock's makeup. <laughs> and I have it. I used to call it the Alaska filter. <laughs> um, I should post that to our Instagram. Um, she was it, was, it was, it was rough. It was rough. Oh, it was real rough for her. Akasha Oof. used a whole tub of topaz powder. Yeah. Um, BB's wig. I mean, I mean, it was, it, it was, and, and this is not just being shady. This is facts are facts, America. See, and what, what I'm, what I'm curious about is I, so I know that these girls have all worked since their season. Maybe for some of them, they're working in retail, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, as opposed to just being a, uh, you know, being a full-time drag queen yeah. the way that the girls from the more recent seasons are allowed mm-hmm. to, um, are allowed to do because they're making that kind of money. Um, but, um, I know that they've done drag since their season and they're, they're just, there seem to be little growth in the, mm-hmm. in the group of girls that was there. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised by the fact that Nina was the only one whose face held up to like all of this new camera technology and like lighting and all this stuff. It was the only one that I was like, okay, I would, I would gladly pay to see you in like full color as in like, as opposed to like grainy, Mm -hmm. 
you know, whatever. But Nina, the the thing is, Nina was like ten years ahead of her time when she was competing. Well, I what I think what I think is attributed to that is that Nina probably does more drag than than any of those girls. She's never stopped working. Right. Never ever ever has stopped working. Yeah, because she was a DJ she she was a DJ before mm-hmm. drag race and yeah. the DJ gigs just kept rolling in and mm-hmm. so, you know, she's painting her face probably more than these other yeah. girls are. And that's that's mm-hmm. the simple truth of it. Yeah. Um and you know, and Angina has never been far from a brush either because it's kind of been on and off for her. Right, and that's the part that shocks me is like Angina it has been doing a lot of drag and yet she looked dusty. She looked well, very but dusty. But I think like it, like, and I mean, she, I saw her at DragCon and she looked gorgeous. I think yeah. it's that, you know, it's, um, when it's not something that you're doing every day, uh-huh. it's, you know, you're, I mean, this is my take on it. And I, you know, I'm only speaking on for myself in this case, you know, it's kind of like, yes, there are things I would love to try and I'd love to like sit down and play in the paint box and all of that. But it's like, but if I'm not having to go out in it and like, you know, you work a full time job and all that, it's like when you have to do it, you do it. Well, right. And I get it kind that. of stalls. No, I, I get that. I'm just saying I'm surprised that we didn't see more. Like, I understand completely Rebecca because Rebecca Glasscock, I think, stopped doing drag maybe if not two or three seasons after season one, mm-hmm. then maybe a little bit sooner than that. And but she's been a makeup artist since then. So, um, there, I understand her drag being a little rusty, or Jade, because Jade does gigs as um as a boy and as a girl. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to me. Like if you have a little bit less practice, it makes sense. But for someone like Angina or Chanel, who their experience lends itself to them just having more time to mm-hmm. do drag, yeah, it's weird to yeah. not. And see Chanel has growth. not stopped working either. I know that, but yeah. It, I think it's, it's just surprising it's to me. Certain types of drag are are just what they are. You know what I mean? Like it is. Yeah, you're probably right. It, it is what it is. You're probably you right. You know? Um, I mean, listen, why, BB, why? Well, like that with a crown on her head. Yeah, girl. No, you I have mean, better I, hair I than completely that. agree with you. But you it know, just doesn't make sense. With all that said, though, let's talk about the runway looks. Yes. Um, let's start with Aquaria. She looks gorgeous. gorgeous. I love this uh, little mask she's yeah. wearing. She's the the mermaid. The mermaid that she was on the runway turned into a human. The mermaid got her legs. Yeah. Yay. I mean it's it's um it's kind of chilling how beautiful this looks. It's stunning. It's yeah. just, this is fashion. Mm-hmm. What about Asia O'Hara? I love it. Um, I think it's it's so like powerful and like the red lip and and you know the fact that she smiles as wide as she does like she has a beautiful smile and a beautiful face and i don't think that this overpowers her she looks really like regal to me i think she looks beautiful i'm just i'm confused by the imagery and i feel like the um the these these things that are draped on her um on her sides it looks like blood drops Mm. and i don't know what I'm confused by the message because I'm always looking for like when you see something this obvious to me, it's like you're trying to send a message, but I'm confused by what I the mean, message she's very, is. Very like warrior queen. Okay. You know, it's, it's regal of some sort. And you know, when she was doing her interview with RuPaul, it read so well. Yeah. So well on television. I mean, I think she looks gorgeous. She is drag mm-hmm. and this is drag. Yeah. So oh, like yeah. she, she does it. Um, Blair St. Clair in this dress, this is, it's this fashion. Stunning. It's it's Dior. It is fashion. It's Dior by Galliano. It's you know the 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 fact that it's so sophisticated with um 
with like the three different sizes of dots on that sheer overlay, the pink. It's it's really beautiful. And yeah. and the choice of the red hair was great. And I love like this little thing that looks like a pom pom on her on her waist in the photo is a fan. Yeah. But like it it gets stuck in there. Oh. Yeah. Cause like it was just at her side, like, you know, and then she pulls it out. I mean, it's gorgeous. Yeah. This is I mean, stunning. You know, she's a model. What did you think of Dusty's dress? I thought I thought it was perfect for Dusty. I don't think that this could have worked on anybody else but her. I will agree with you on that. It was rocker. It was never loved ya. It was kooky. And it was well made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about Eureka? Are you asking me first? Oh, sure. Oh, I loved it. I mean, it's it's a recreation of, you know, the dress Scarlett O'Hara wore when she was at the barbecue and Gone with the Wind. I mean, it, and it's it's so well done. It's cosplay. Like, this is Scarlett O'Hara cosplay. Mm-hmm. And it's it's beautifully done. Um, and she carries it well. And I love that it, it had the reveal it did. Yeah, the reveal was my favorite part. Yeah. It changed it completely. I mean, obviously. But... It wasn't even that it changed it completely. Like, it's really stupid. I love that when she removed the skirt, that it took its time mm-hmm. hitting the ground. Do you think that just it added it added to, like, the production value of it? Mm-hmm. I mean, this dress is fine otherwise, but that really sold it for me. Mm-hmm. I My favorite part, I think, is that it is it is proportionizing. It it really like Don't say that word in this house. Why? Don't do that. Don't you do I that? I like it. Anyway, it is very well proportioned, and I think that the hair, the like the scale of everything is perfect for her. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was gonna say is that it just occurred to me. Do you think that that effect of the skirt, the way the skirt kind of lowered, was what Jasmine was going for with shh 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 shh, sh, like for it to just kind of like like an elevator, just like drop? I'm sure it would have been good. But it would have it had more like it had more um, distance to travel than Eureka's skirt did. Mm. So it probably wouldn't have worked out great anyway. But yeah. imagine if I mean, I, I think that was the goal. It was like a Shalayan or whatever that's called gown where the piece is oh, like. Open. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's what she probably wanted hmm. would have been to have like a a, a, co- a cocoon that slowly lowered as sh- as she yeah. walked down the runway. That would have been incredible. That would have been great. Um, Calorie Kardashian's wearing yellow. (sighs) Lots of yellow. See, so they talked about it today. We we watched photo fashion photo review. Yeah. And they liked it. And I didn't like it yesterday when we recapped with All Right, Mary. And I didn't like it during the, 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 the filming. I, I get how happy this makes her because it's supposed to represent the sunset in New Mexico. Uh I don't think it's flattering. I, I, I just don't. I think it's like, you know, I'm just going to say it, it's it's not proportionizing. I will say in order to feel comfortable, I would have moved the slit down just like two or three inches just to be more a little bit more comfortable myself. But Why? outside you, of you that, think it's like too high. I feel like it's too high. I just have for an issue, me. I would I would feel like it was too. high. I have an issue that it, it looks like she had a little tear and then her leg stretched it out. Like it should be like it. It just looks like like this. It doesn't look like an intentional slip. It. I don't. I mean, I've seen dresses like this on on big girls, skinny girls. It's just like I think for a slit, it needs to be tailored in like there needs to be a seam there. Mm. And this just looks like it was cut up. And then hemmed around the, you know, where they, where they cut it. Like, and so it, it just, it looks like it's, it's just stretching too far out. So it's just like, you don't get that really beautiful effect of a slit opening and closing as you move, Mm. which is what I think is really beautiful about a slit that high. It's Uh just, 
It's just there. What do you think about the fact? Okay, so part of why I don't love this dress is because I feel like it's not appropriate for this event. Like it's a little too informal. It looks like a pride dress. Right. And also the um, those nude straps, you could have done a better job of um, of color matching them to your skin. Or you could have put makeup on them because it looks it looks like you make up your, your clavicle yeah. and like a lot of the areas around it. So I would have just put a little bit of makeup on there to make mm-hmm. it look like because there's this nice line that's happening from her cleavage uh, up to her shoulder. And so you could have just extended that line a little mm-hmm. bit and it would have added to the illusion. Yeah. Um, but what I think is throwing this off for me is that, um, as informal as this gown looks and as kind of like, you know, cheap as it does look, um, it has this really long train and it's like the train doesn't, we don't need this train here. Yeah. It doesn't add to it. And no. I mean, again, I, 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 um, there needed to be a little more drama with the, with seems, the, with the dress. She seems really happy to the be there and she's super upbeat. Her face is gorgeous. The yeah. hair is, like honestly boobs up stunning like it's really beautiful to look at of course you know but it's just it, again it's like there's a lot of fabric like on the reunion there's just a lot of fabric in the train yeah that's doing nothing there's a lot of fabric on her arm that was doing nothing at the reunion you know and it kind of swallows her up yeah you know um I think it could have done with a smaller train or maybe a smaller train. Oh, with some like yellow feathers on it. You know, like I think it needed to be more drag. She would have looked better in like a some kind of red tone, like a plum or something Mm -hmm. like a really nice. I don't know. I just I you just don't like this dress. I don't love this dress. And I I want better for for calorie. Mm -hmm. I just I want better for her. Yeah. You know, Um, let's talk about Cameron. Um, Cameron is, uh, I guess the girl that paid for the limo going to prom. (laughs) She bought the most expensive dress. Yes. At Lomans. I love that we're going, (laughs) I love that we're sort of going from like not enough drag with calorie to Cameron giving us like, I'm in drag motherfuckers. Like she's like, I'm not quiet now. Right. Like I actually really love, I love this dress. I think it, it's fashion also. Yeah. It's not yeah. like this is, this looks like a very, well, to me, this looks like a very high end alternative wedding dress where it's like not white, but like where else would you wear this? You know? And like, like you said, Calorie was wearing a dress that wasn't quite appropriate because it was just kind of like a little too simple and whatever. Yeah. Like where else are you going to have the space as a drag queen to right. do this? And right. like, she was like, I want the biggest dress possible. And like, it's, it's made by Diego Montoya, who's a, a New York designer. And all the flowers were sewn by hand. Like his whole staff, there's a photo on Instagram where his whole staff is like sitting on the dress. Yeah. And like, they're enveloped in it. Like yeah. it's enormous. And I really do think she looks beautiful. She looks like she's in a Vivian Westwood, uh, wedding gown. Yes. But that uh, Daenerys Targaryen wig needs to go. Like, she needs to stop with that hair. <laughs> Her face is too beautiful to have, like, limp hair. Would all you the time. still. Okay, so uh, I think that the. Um, that this like headpiece that she's wearing is simply there to hold the hair in place because it looks like it's more functional than it is um, like ornate. Uh, but no. I'm, I wonder if she lost the little like tiara thing. If you would maybe like it better. No. Yeah. I don't. I just don't. I don't like. I don't like this hair. Oh. I th- And I think Cameron, as, as much shit as I've talked about her, I think that she is beautiful. And I think that she's talented with her makeup. But I think in her head, like, she does. I She wants to be this, like, wood nymph. 
and that's cute. Yeah. Like, but it just to me aesthetically, like you're not appreciating like fuck muscles and like being too harsh if you're in drag. I like the fact that she's muscly. I think it's really interesting to look at, and I think her tattoos are really well placed on her body okay to be framed like to be framed by clothing okay so the hair just gets in the way because mm. i want to see all of that like i actually want to appreciate her visually okay i think this dress needed an up to like a huge big big hair like all yeah, the hair I, I see what you mean you know because it's like all this dress in this little head yeah it, and up to with like a fucking beehive on top oh my of that. god that would have like, been amazing go, you know like that ridiculous thing in alaska ward of the 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 season the all-stars three reunion yes yeah like something like something ridiculous okay you know um let's move on to mayhem who is not exciting me at all no my this look this hair um i mean she looks great she's wearing those fucking spider eye eyelashes i fucking hate those but these are not paper they're eyelashes it doesn't matter i i don't mind it looks them. like it looks like someone put a bunch of acrylic nails under her <laughs> eyes on top of her eyes it just looks stupid i fucking hate them i think this is too like plain it's absolutely too plain the color is beautiful i didn't realize so yesterday when we recapped with all right mary i didn't realize this dress was like pleather or like latex like a maybe. vinyl it has, it's like, a, it has a vinyl. like a plasticky look to it yeah when we watched fashion photo review you can really appreciate the, mm-hmm. the like the sheen that it has yeah. um but this photo is not Mm-mm. she's not a cute photo no. Um, but it's not just the photo. But it's not just the photo. <laughs> this this really, it needed to be stoned. Because imagine, like, I know that the shoulder ruffle is incorrect, but imagine if it were stoned. I like the shoulder thing. I guess. Or the, the, the scrotum, as um, Manila and, and Roger just called it. Imagine if there was, like, a, a row, like, a line of, of, um, of stones along... Uh, Along the crease of each Oh, you of mean to piece. basically to bring attention to the shapes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant yeah. Imagine, yeah. imagine if just that was like mm-hmm. even if you just stone that part, be it like shoulder really jewelry. Pretty. Yeah. I mean, I what what drives me crazy are these like Mortal Kombat like gauntlets. That, like <laughs> I hate those things. I hate that. I hate you know the fingerless gloves that people wear. It's just to me. Okay, what it, what is it if you could have just had a whole sleeve? That's true. Like it's weird because like. She has just beautiful skin. Yeah. And it it looks so beautiful. Like her skin tone is so like complimented by this dress, but she's wearing these like, I don't know, like arm condoms. It just it's not it's not flattering. Right. But yeah, I but, uh, you know, other than that, it's, I don't know. It's mayhem. Um Miss Cracker is dressed like a widow. Um I like the outfit when she's wearing the veil. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm not really interested no? in it that much. No, I think she's worn. She wore cooler shit on the show. Well, I think this was because, like, you know, when she walked down the runway, she, you know, was very somber and like fake flicked away a tear. Right. And I think I get I, it. It's a character. Yeah, I, I, it. I like it. It's it's a very different look for her. Yeah. And I like I like seeing this, you know, the darker side of Sears, the darker side of Cracker, you know, I I, um, I prefer her as a blonde. Yeah, well, I think that's that's maybe what I mean. The, the fact that the hair and the outfit, like the whole thing, is one color. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm well, just. I'm, I think I'm the, not loving it. The devil's in the details, and I think it's like when you do get a good look at it, it's it's so beautifully made. Yeah. Um. 
you like like this this isn't just black there's like a brocade yeah pattern in there and it's like like a like a vinyl bustle yeah you know it's um i i would have liked a little bit even if like if the if the dress itself were like a plum color something mm. that was just like like a dark like purple almost black but not really yes yeah something that had a little bit of color in it i think it would have created the the just the little bit of contrast that we needed mm-hmm. to actually appreciate all the other details yeah. but it just it's not doing it um monet exchange is wearing her fantasy uh sponge dress um i'm sick of the sponge <laughs> but i love monet exchange so much that i'm willing to go to the 3m factory or wherever they make the fucking the scotch <laughs> scotch bright like let's go hang out with the scotch bright people <laughs> Um, well, this is, you know, she didn't tell anybody this, but this is her announcing the fact that she was just named the spokeswoman of Scotch. Miss Scotchbrite. Miss Scotchbrite, and she's going to marry Mr. Clean. Is it Scotchbrite? Scotchgard? Sco- no, Scotchgard's a spray. Oh. I, it's Scotch brand. 3M. Well, anyway, anyway she's, those, her she's first endorsement deal. Yes. And she's going to marry this Mr. Is Clean. The hair, this is the fucking hair that Cameron needed in that gown. That's what I said. It yeah. needed to be that hair. I mean, in this week, who's made, which, is, which was made for her by Marco. Uh-huh. And her dress was by by Domino Couture, also from New York. Like, oh, it's so good. She just, you know, Monet just makes me happy. Yeah. And I downright like practically cried when I when we knew she got on the show, and then finally seeing her, it was just like, a, a, she's so lovable. Yeah. Like she's a great person. Yeah. And she looks great. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. Monique Hart had a reveal, but I liked the dress better. Or I liked the outfit better before mm-hmm. the reveal. Um, I like the reveal. I wish when she had gone back, she'd put it back. Oh. Because she didn't, like, she, um, because this, like, feather thing was the skirt, and it detaches. So mm-hmm. she was sitting in the audience, like, with the, like, bustier, the cow bustier on, mm. and the pants. She looks like she's, like, a, the lead singer of a 60s girl girl group. Yeah, she's definitely um, guest starring on the Cher show tonight. Yeah. That hair is so immaculate. Yeah. It's such a, like, it's practically white. Yeah. Um, she kind of ruined it during the lip sync. I know, but then she got it, but then it went back. A little bit. She, like, sprayed it and, you know. Yeah. Um, it's Monique Hart. Like, she's she was the heart of season 10. Yeah. Gorgeous. This, the, I just, I think that the orange in it, it's like a fun, bright, love, like, it's lovely color. color. And, um, and I like seeing her looking happy. And she looks happy in this mm-hmm. color. I don't. I, I you lose a, a a little bit of the happiness when it turns into that like cow print. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. I just. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um. The vixens look. It's. It the the skirt needed to be lifted up. Yeah. I, I think we figured I, it out today. I just didn't care <laughs> for it. I don't. I don't like a drop waist. Um. I mean, I don't mind a drop waist on certain people, but it's with this, such a drop though. It's, it's such like a drop really waist, low. and and there was not. Um. I like I like the fabrics. I really do. But there's something about the organza. Like I once um put organza in the dryer for some stupid reason after washing it before sewing, and it like got all like crinkly and like. Yeah. I I I love the colors. Mm-hmm. The colors of this are beautiful. Um. Her face is gorgeous. But there's something about the proportions that um, they um, they didn't flatter her very much. Yes, I think. Yeah, but you know, she it, a little bit of boob would have saved. Yeah, would would have saved that. Um, Vanjie looks incredible. I mean, girl, she looks fucking incredible. Like, in this. Immaculate, how dare you? In immaculate, like <laughs> I forget who said this recently. I I think it maybe it was Monistat. It was like an immaculate face. 
There's something yeah. I love that phrase now because it's like there are girls who just paint in a very clean way, mm-hmm. and like you know there was not a lot of like correcting that they did to like fix boo boos. It was just like clean. Yeah, and Vanjie just looks cool as a fucking cucumber. Yeah, here she's like a sexy bride in this. Yeah, yeah, a sexy '80s bride. Yeah, but chic. Yeah. And I, I love how, like, heavy the dress is. Yeah. But it's light at the same time and crisp. Uh, shit. Vanjie. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and then there's Yuha. It's a lot. It's drag. I mean, I, you know. I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is that I don't like about this. Like, she's doing a lot here. So clearly, like, you know, she's working hard for our money here. Mm-hmm. I just don't love it. Like, why yeah. don't I love it? And then, again, the fucking spiders on her eyes. Like, I'm tired of that. I'm it's, so tired again, of it's it. It's one of those things where it's like you, not that it's all about face, but I feel like you're having to like dig through a lot of visuals to see who's under there. Mm. And I get that drag is a costume and it's a mask, but like it can't be everything you own on you at once. Right. You know, it's just like, it's, it's a lot. It's, yeah. it's too much. Yeah. But you know, good for her. Um, Let's talk about Rue's hair. Go ahead. Like 404 not found. Girl. What the fuck was this weird stack of pancakes that we got? Like, it was crunchy. Karma's coming for her. It was crunchy. Karma's coming for a two-tone. Two-tone Tony the Tiger hair. I didn't like it. I like, how many shade buttons do we have to buy at DragCon so this bitch can afford a $300 bobby pins wig for the finale? What, you, like, how many, how many shade buttons do we have to buy? What sucks... What you know what even sucks worse is that you look at this hair and everybody's like, oh, Delta did that. And it's like that if she had what she needed to work with, she could do beautiful things. Yeah. She's done Mac campaigns like, you know, she doesn't play. Yeah. She's a professional. But like, you know, I mean, Delta's good. I don't think she's as good as Matthew. Well, nobody's as good as Matthew. I mean, no, nobody's as good as Matthew. But I think if she was getting her hair from Bobby or Marco or um, from Wigs and Grace, even like we would see some of the similarities, but Mm -hmm. the hair would still look really fucking good. And it's like, I think let Delta buy new hair. Yes. Let her play. Yeah. Because she's had these like blonde helmets now several times this season. Yeah. Because I'm sure it's like, well, what the fuck do I do with this? Yeah. You know, like the 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 variety of hair that she's wearing is not there anymore. Yeah. And I also feel like, you know, you're probably not having fun working with RuPaul. Yeah. That's a pretty good assessment, I'd you say. Know? Um, This whole everybody say love moment felt really labored after the fina- after the reunion. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, Yeah. I, I just don't I don't believe her anymore. This whole episode was full of foreshadowing. And it's it's very somebody um, somebody commented on on our or or like tagged us in a Twitter today, a Twitter thing, a tweet (laughs) that was like um, something about do you think things would have been different if they had filmed the reunion after the finale? And I was like, no, no, no. They did film the reunion after the finale. All the weirdness that any like things that you're reading into that that had nothing to do with the reunion. But you can see the that Im, like there was a, a tension a tension around rupaul and you can see like rupaul is looking her age and when has that ever happened yeah do you think that she sees the video like she sees the playback of that day and she's like 
someone's getting fired tonight. I don't know. Honestly, I feel like RuPaul, like everybody knows that RuPaul doesn't like getting in drag. Okay. She doesn't. And, and you know what? You've been doing it for so long. I get it. I get it. But for the past like 10 years, you've only been getting in drag like a few months a year. You're dressed. Your makeup's put on for you. Mm-hmm. And I understand, like, you know, you want to be RuPaul Charles. You don't want the monster to get all the credit anymore. Because at the end of the day, RuPaul Charles is who decided that the monster needed to exist. So I understand that. But guess what? The monster is the one paying the bills. Exactly. So put on put on the wig and the hair and the makeup yeah. and, you know, be, let's like, do this. Be truly proud of it. And I don't think that she is because I think that she wants to be a man in Hollywood. And right. But at the end of the day, you're still a gay person of color who also does drag. And that is still discriminated against. Right. Yeah. Well, um, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the lip sync for the crown. So stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the kiki going. We're back, and it's time to talk about the lip sync for the crown. Um, before, but before we talk about the actual lip syncs, I want to know. So I feel like after Sasha Valore beat Shea Coulee last year with the rose petal mm-hmm. thing, it seems to me like reveals are expected during this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, which I assume, like to me, this is like the new thing they found the the whole lip sync for the crown thing. And I feel like we're going to see this for at least the next, I don't know, three seasons Mm -hmm. until they come up with something else. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So are are the reveals a hindrance or are they trendy? Well, I feel like they can be a trend. Wait, is that bad? Are those two bad things that I just said? Well, a hindrance means does they do they get in the way? I know that. Okay. I'm saying, did I just say two bad things? No, because I feel trendy. Trendy is not necessarily bad. I feel like, you know, a trend can be good. You know, the the Tide Pod Challenge is a trend. It's very bad. Um, There are trends. It's a great example. Well, but I'm saying something that's trendy (laughs) that can be bad, but I don't think that trendy in and of itself is is negative i think it just it you're basically asking i mean i, I well, think okay I, so back to the point yay or nay two reveals what do you think yay i mean of course yay yay i think though you know what i i've never minded a reveal i feel like roxy andrews was the one who like really as far as drag race because like reveals are nothing new in drag like you right. know but the fact that they get more elaborate and more complicated i kind of like because yeah. it's like so now you have to practice with your reveals. It's not just a tearaway. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um, Aquaria came out looking like a wonton. Right. Like, I love, and it was stupid. And excited. It was so stupid quesadilla. looking. She was just like, mm. Yeah. And I think that was made by, that was made by Bikala for her. So it's like, okay. it's, it's very much on, you know, like you recognize who made it. Um, uh, I, I like them more. Well, I, I, I had a point and I totally lost it. Um, Oh, that was it, is the fact that we could tell these were reveals. Yeah. That's the whole, it's Mm -hmm. the element of surprise. So if you let us in by wearing a big billowy outfit or, you know, a a fucking, you come out wrapped in tinfoil, we're going to know. 
We're gonna know. But what if it's entertaining? Or you got you got big cartoon titties that are covered in uh, butterflies. Like we're gonna know. Although I will say, I would have totally, I would have totally appreciated if um, Asia had done her entire lip sync in that outfit and had not revealed anything. Because the thing I would have is, loved it because it was so whimsical. And with and with the songs, the you know the songs that they were given, you could just play with your titties. Like I mean, it was nasty or if. Mm-hmm. Like I think that it would have worked either way and it would have also brought i think a really interesting comical element to it yeah you know um yeah i don't know i mean it's whatever if if you if your reveal ex- is executed well and even if you can tell and it's entertaining i honestly don't care yeah you know yeah this one was very like someone sat on the remote though with asia it's unfortunate well let's well, Let's get there. I mean, um, so uh, RuPaul spins the wheel and we get Cameron Michaels. She gets to pick who she wants to lip sync against and she picks Asia O'Hara. Good choice, I think. Um, they get Nasty by Janet Jackson. And then we see a visual representation of what the box office numbers rolling in after Glitter opens nationwide looked like. <sighs> This is fucking a. Like you know what? It. I feel bad. I. I. I honestly was like no, because it was worse. There it, are I, tears in Mariah Carey's La Mer today. Right. For me. For the butterflies. You know. Again, it's been rumored the butterflies. Uh-huh. You know, like opens her titties. There's butterflies. It does not fly. Yeah. Um. And they're on the floor. They were not dead. They were not dead when she opened it. They were stunned, which is what happens to butterflies. Like they're, you know, they're asleep. They're not moving. They're not dead yet. Yeah. So, um, it was just it. It sucked. It really sucked to see her going through this. I want to know. I I will say that seeing her fumble the way she did, it fucking sucked. And I was not like, I mean, as as juicy as this was. I was not like taking a lot of enjoyment in the yeah. fact that this happened to Asia because mm-hmm. I was still even though I stand by the fact that Aquaria was the was the rightful winner and mm-hmm. she did the work I was still rooting for Asia yeah. because part of me was like maybe she'll do something and it'll fuck it all up mm-hmm. and she will have the upper hand yeah um I, I, I mean, want to know what what the thought process was behind choosing butterflies specifically for for these songs no no not for the songs i mean in general for a reveal like this why would you choose butterflies well i I think it's because you know like you oh i you know open and they like fly you know it's like but they don't do that they do though butterflies fly I know they fly, but I'm saying you can't wear them in your garment and then lift the garment and then they just fly away. She, They're going to be like, whoa, there's a ton she, of people in this room. When she issued her apology the next day, she was talking about how she practiced this with professionals. Really? Yeah. She she practiced this with a professional company. I, I believe those were her exact words in and, her and written And what did it look statement. like then? I'm curious. No, what I'm thinking is that they were not in these canisters as long as they probably were. When she before practiced. she got out on stage, right? Because I mean, I can't imagine how like you have to show up with these, you know, beflowered titties filled with in order I butterflies, think, and they were there for hours in order to get the effect that, um, in order to get the effect that she probably wanted. These butterflies probably needed like a running start. Yeah, something needed to they I, needed to fly yeah. through like into the canister and then through the opening. Yeah, in order for it to work out the yeah. way. 
she wanted it. But and that's my that's my point is like if this is a known thing that butterflies are stunned when they're like discovered after being in the darkness mm-hmm. for so long, then no, 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 not not that they're discovered from being in the darkness. They go into shock because they're in an environment that they shouldn't be. Okay. Yeah. So either way, they are then frozen in terror. Mm-hmm. And then you expect them to just fly. Like if this is known information, then why not choose another co-star? That's my point. I don't. She could have gotten crickets. She could have gotten killer bees. She could have gotten wasps. She could have done anything. No. <laughs> Can you imagine? I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I bet you a hundred dollars that next year at the season eleven RuPaul's Drag Race finale, there's going to be a queen who releases killer bees from. Some orifice of her body. From her asshole. Oh my god. Fart bees. That's disgusting. That I would I would I, I would pay what's good a money good, for that. What's a good pun to change Candyman to like bees coming out of my asshole? Anyway, we'll think about it. Um, <laughs> I, um however, I will say this. Even if yes. even if that trick had worked, the visual of her like basically half sliced off titties with the like mesh with- bags hanging down was frightening. Yeah. And it was made even worse. Like even if it had worked, that was just it was a strange and very uncomfortable <laughs> visual to yeah. look at. And meanwhile, meanwhile Cameron, there's a butterfly inside the canister singing uh, and I'm telling you I'm not going. Right. And Cameron is like boop, 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 like doing all her Yeah, shit. Cameron doesn't know what's Cameron's happening at all. Like, you know, in this really beautiful um like I don't know if it was like metal or what, but she had like the shell on top of her corset that was yeah, like all gorgeous. crystallized. Yeah, the black hair was great. I mean, Cameron can really turn out a lip sync, and yep. she does know all of her words. Oh yeah, like holy crap! Then when she's done and is standing on the stage and looks down, her reaction when she's like she realizes that she's like on a bed of butterflies is priceless. Go back and watch it if you haven't. Literally, I. It's like one moment that she just her eyes shift down and she sees that there are a bunch of butterflies on the ground. And it's a look of like, what the fuck are they doing Mm -hmm. here? Like, like, oh, my God. (laughs) And the I mean, you know, now there are memes that, you know, Monique, like, you know, like popping out behind Vanjie, like just everybody in the audience was like horrified. Asia should have just slapped Rue when she had the chance. Oh my Fucking god, a. that would have been fabulous. Um, the second lip sync is Aquaria versus Eureka to If by Janet Jackson. Um, I wish Eureka had taken the time to learn the words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked her reveals. I do. I do like them. I know. I know you're not on board with them, but I do. I like that when she unstrapped her like grimace coat, it totally disappeared. Okay. And became that red thing. I liked all of it, the boots. But girl, know your words. And also, yeah. like, this this song, I think, really calls for choreography and a lot of movement. And she was too busy walking from, I, I don't know the right terms, but, like, she was doing the a front mi- of the uh, stage she- to the back of the stage, like, unbuckling shit. And again, Aquarius, like, sidestepping across the whole stage. You never lose sight of her. She was doing, a, uh, Eureka was a, was doing a Mariah Carey impersonation. Mm-hmm. She was like, walk to the left, walk to the right, mm-hmm. remove garment. Like, no. Turn. Twist. No. And then during the breakdown with the, dun, 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 you know, where Aquaria was maybe not doing the exact choreography, but she was doing something that she should have been doing. Yeah. Where's Eureka? At the, she's changing. Practically backstage, removing another garment. Yeah. 
I mean, granted, the final reveal was my favorite of oh, these three. Beautiful. Um, I thought you went from like it really did look to me like she was wearing the dress that RuPaul wears when she performs fashion with Lady Gaga mm-hmm. um, in the Muppet thing. The Muppet special, yeah. Um, so she reveals from that into this very like cheerleader step team, like baton twirling costume. And then from that, she goes into the the mirrored bodysuit, mm-hmm. which I loved. Yeah, the mirrored bodysuit was great. I also love these boots that she wore for this. Where does she find her damn boots? But like, let's get to fucking chunky Ariana Grande faster. Like it was right? the best part. Let's get to the lip syncing. Yeah. Like, and this is where it becomes a hindrance. Yes. And that's my point is like with Asia and with Eureka, we're seeing the 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 negative element of having mm-hmm. a reveal. Whereas like Cameron went super simple and it was like a, just as. Yeah. yeah. And it was just as enjoyable of a reveal because mm-hmm. the garment that was being hidden was like, whoa, was beautiful to look at. yeah. Aquaria looked like, you know, I mean, like the happiest little container Jiffy Pop in the room. <laughs> I really I thought she was adorable. And it's funny because like, yeah. Seeing her make it to the finale has just made me well with so much excitement yeah. because of her progression. Yeah. And like seeing her just, just her head, like she's so chic and fashion and fierce, but she's so weird. She's so fucking weird as a queen. I think she's just a very happy person. Yeah. And, and like, and that showed when she was in that outfit. She was like, mm, you know, yeah. and then it, she just, it, that it was literally just a cover for this like spiky thing. And I love that she just like popped off the covers to her like bedazzled titties and was just, you know, again, it was it was a complicated garment, but the reveals were they simple. were enough. They were enough and yes. simple. It was just a thing that came off when well, buckling and she just pulled off these covers. Yeah. Did you think it was a little ironic that that Aquarius titty reveal worked beautifully and Aquarius and and Asia's did not? Why would that be ironic? I don't know if that's the right word or se- like it was just like oh damn like her I mean, it sucks. It. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's the right word. But Probably Aquarius then. was well, they were very simple. Yeah. But it was a nice it was a nod to the Super Bowl incident mm-hmm. and I don't know I I thought it was very I mean I could have I could have honestly done without it but it didn't it, it didn't take away from the performance yeah. at all. It wasn't a, it wasn't like ugh why'd you do that? With that in mind we didn't need a double save here Mm-mm. like. Uh, uh, Eureka could have been watching from the audience at this point. I'm so tired of those dribbling cooter slams. Yeah. Like, I, it, they're awkward. Like, honestly, I get, like, when you're trying, like, it, it, it's just like, I, I feel like Eureka did not practice lip syncing to this song in all of those things. Hmm. And there wasn't a choreography. I mean, I, I thought, like, yes, there were times where Corey looked like she was, like, just jumping around the stage. And a lot of people on social media were like, oh, my God, there was just a lot of like movement m- movement that yeah. wasn't, you know, but but she gave it the energy that it needed. And the focus was on her like she she made sure that she stood out when she needed to. So it was very calculated. I yeah. thought, You know, um, but I thought I Aquarius again, Aquarius is a better performer than that. Yes. And I don't think they both deserve to stay. No, but they did. Yeah. Well, I mean. They injured her on season nine uh-huh. and they, they need to, they, they're still trying to make up for it. Um, so this miscongeniality moment that we have, um, I love that they acknowledge the bots because I had a feeling that, uh, grandpa Rue was going to be like, hmm, I don't understand technology. Um, but I, I'm glad that they acknowledged it. Um, 
and um, and that they had the queens vote for Miss Congeniality instead. This is how it should be. Us rotten fans, we should not be um, voting for Miss Congeniality. No, not we just, at all. We, we shouldn't be doing that. We're not there with them. No. no. Yeah, we don't know. We don't mm-hmm. know who Miss Congeniality yeah. is. I love that they showed us who voted for who. Yeah. On, on YouTube. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, why was the audio from Valentina so bad? I mean, she was in Berlin and that's I mean, no excuse. I don't know if that was like pre-recorded or not. I mean, it probably was pre-recorded. It couldn't have been live. It doesn't matter, but it could have been pre-recorded. It could have been live. It doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. You pick whatever know. option is better for the final product. Monet one, Monet one, Miss right. Congeniality. Right. And uh, again, I love how like she just soaked up that moment. Uh, uh. Look at you. Um, anytime I get to see Monet walking down a runway, I will be happy no matter what. Mm-hmm. So here, here. That's it. And, and <laughs> you know, Nina Flowers helped present it. So more. People, oh, yeah. More people that we love seeing. Yeah, here they are. That outfit was gorgeous. I mean, it was a fucking uh, gorgeous. It? Uh, it was different, right? Abraham than what David she came Levy. out. No, it was it the was, same. It thing. was the same outfit. Mm-hmm. Oh, oops. Sorry. It's gorgeous. I, I love I mean, what I love. Abraham David Levy's work. Oh my god! And yeah. now he's making purses. Oh really? Oh wow! Yes, you're amazing. Well, I guess uh, I guess I know what to get you for your birthday. Mm. <laughs> he's busy. Just kidding. Um, we're gonna take a break, but when we come back, we're gonna talk about the final lip sync and the winner. So stick around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back and it's time to talk about the final lip sync. Mm. Um, But before they get to that, we see Sasha Velour come out in this incredible outfit. Like I'm so happy about this. Uh, like, what a way. What a way to go, Sasha. Like, n- not a gown. And she did that on purpose. Because she was like, I'm not going to do a gown. Um, it's this, uh, again, she collaborated with Diego Montoya, who she's, you know, essentially since she won, has been doing this with. Right. Um, I love that this was a nod to her Jewish heritage. Mm-hmm. Because it she essentially was... Um, a combination of Eve and Lilith, who was Adam's first wife, who he oh. got rid of because she refused to um, she refused to not, you know, eat from the tree of knowledge, basically, um, because in the in the mythology, she was made from the same dirt as Adam at the same time. So they were equals. Oh, so when he, she hightailed it, they made Eve from her rib hmm. from his rib because, you know, women, you know, they wanted women to be subservient. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's mythology, but, you know, so of course, Eve, uh, Lilith, who ate from the tree of knowledge, and so the serpent was there, is then depicted in mythology with a serpent wrapped around her, and then ends up, you know, being interpreted as this, like, harpy that eats babies, so it gets all very nasty. Mm. Um, but I love that 
Sasha, who's like the current reigning and has really done an incredible and stellar job of promoting inclusion and being, you know, really true to her mission with her drag, yeah. comes out as, you know, the first woman, the first everything but an alien with scales and fins and like, ah, yeah, it was gorgeous. Yeah. It was a showstopper. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And I love how she feels her pussy yeah. when she's wearing something that she loves. It's just like, <laughs> She's just like slinky. The way she dropped that apple was very like, I'm rich, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, one of you's winning, <laughs> but you're not me. I mean, because really, Sasha yeah. has set the bar for performance art. Absolutely. Like, girl, yes, yes. Have her come back next year and do it again. I yeah. I'm, I'm well. No, I want to uh, next year. I want to. You know, I'm waiting to see what Aquarius is going to pull out because you know it's going to be something gag worthy. Oh you my know god! It. You fucking please. know it. Um, final lip sync is Cameron versus Aquaria versus Eureka to Bang Bang by Ariana Grande, Jesse J, and Nicki Minaj. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that they knew this was gonna happen. Hmm, I wonder why. I mean, they had you know they were given these three songs. Could they be more obvious? Like, could they be more obvious? I like this song. I wish I'd been something else. I and I didn't think about that until today. Hmm, just like mm, you know, it's a fine song, but it's not good for like like last year the final lip sync was it's not right but it's okay by whitney houston like that is a fucking drag staple why not i'm every woman um why not no no they already did that song oh but still I and don't it's care. not to me it's not like like think of a old not not an old standard but like a drag standard like um, stranger in my house or nobody's supposed to be here like fucking mm-hmm. like if you're gonna pick something like upbeat and very dancey like they did last year you should you should pick from that pool there's yeah. there's tons of songs from the 90s that and i love work. this song but i don't think that it it will hold up over time yeah i don't love it enough you for know it to I, be a finale lip sync it's cute but it's not that cute um trying to think anyway you know you know what freak by estelle there <laughs> you'll hear about it on all right mary can you imagine oh my god uh i i mean i would love that you know bossy by calice like let's let's mm. go crazy why don't we but like i don't know i just think um i, I just think like go with some fucking drag standards pick you a know? lady gaga song and like at this point like uh, okay i'm just saying like something that has and like this has energy, but it's three voices, you know, and I've never seen this song dong dong. <laughs> I've never seen this song wow. dong. I've never seen this song done by three drag queens without them taking turns. And it's awkward as fuck when nobody's taking turns. Yeah. Because you don't know where to look. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. But that being said, what do we think? Um, There were too many people on this stage. I'm surprised that they didn't bump into each oh other God. at all. It never happened. There were always like, and I'm convinced that this is the the editors just doing their job. But um, there was always a moment where, like, there was a a moment toward the end where you could see Eureka was a little too close to Aquaria as she was doing oh a split, and I was like, something's about to happen. I thought Eureka. I, I thought Asia was gonna. Oh my god. Who are you trying to talk about? Aquaria. When she did that split, I was like, oh my god, Eureka's going down like a bowling pin. Yeah. Because like it literally looked like she was gonna like undercut her it looked like she was gonna land on eureka's feet yeah Yeah. speaking of eureka's feet she was wearing fucking character shoes girl and not a bedazzled character shoe not a gold or silver or nude a black one and she didn't even tap if you're gonna wear character shoes you should have the nerve to fucking tap give us a tap number i just don't like how much tap tap into the room tap 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 into the room are we done like 
No, but for real, it's you're true. gonna wear no, character no. shoes. Give me a fucking Make tap a number. Make it a bit. And there are <laughs> plenty. There are plenty of shorter, safe <laughs> options that are not like a carry. I, I I I understand, and I'm not one who's like, oh, you have to have this high heel or whatever. Because I don't, you know, I'm I'm a big girl. I can't do that. But like, look for options that are 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 fashionable i would have happily accepted the boots that she wore for the first lip sync again in this one Honestly, i wouldn't have e- i wouldn't have even made a no, comment flats. about them being the same shoes I, flats um I, honestly i prefer a flat to some weird like mid mid height sh- it, it, it's a utilitarian shoe it's first like i didn't like it i don't have the right but i'm gonna disagree with you on that i'm just a i just am. wedge sneaker I am also based on the outfit she was wearing. She needed those space boots that she wore in the first one. What what are you doing right now? A sassy clog. A sassy clog. Sassy clog. What is that? A like a clog with an upturned nose? Oh, even better. It has a house on the front. Okay, a little that would have been on brand. Um, So, (laughs) who did you focus on the most out of these three people? Oh, Aquaria. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She had. The the outfit was so good. It was clean. Again, it was just like it was very busy and or you know and and like decorated and she had these star stars on her cape and I love that like the the stars kind of stuck out from the cape a little bit. So yes. the hem was shaped. Uh huh. It's like she was a fucking superhero. She was like she was a drag superhero cop. <laughs> I don't know. Like there were so many things here. Yeah, because of the like little hat. You know, it was very um, Trinity Taylor in the yeah yeah. Um, and that challenge. Yeah. The fact that all of her her tricks worked. Because, you know, with these like little um, confetti cannons, sometimes they don't pop. And they yeah. all worked. I mean, it was... Um, I'm so proud of her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it like... It was a moment of pride. Especially, she, yeah. had a, she had a rocky start and, and managed to like grow. Yeah. To grow to this, to make it to the top three, to pull off two flawless lip syncs and three flawless looks during the course of the finale. Yeah. And however many more she executed during the run of the show. Because, mm-hmm. like, damn, you know? Um, but more so than that, when the three of them really started going at it and the girl, the other girls rushed into the aisles, seeing the vixen front and center at that group of girls waving her hands in the air and screaming, Aquaria! That meant so much because it showed that they were able to work out their issues like adults. Yeah. Because otherwise she would not have been rooting for her. Right. And I think that that, you know, a true queen is able to work with everybody. It does make me happy that they're like, that we know that there's no bad blood. Yeah. That does make me very happy mm-hmm. for both of them. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Cameron did very well too. Cameron did. Eureka didn't know the words. No. And again, she was fumbling with a reveal. The bodysuit was baggy. It's like she focused too much on on the trick. And not enough on the quality of the garment that she's wearing. And not enough on the treat. Oh, <laughs> and she's got lots of treats. Um, yeah. Well, what was she doing in this top three anyway? You know, just what what was she doing here? Um, so they announced the winner, and it's Aquaria, and we're so excited. We both screamed when they said her name. I'm just so happy for her. Yes. Like she yes. really worked her she, ass off. She earned this shit. She really did. Yeah, and she it's a, really, really did. It's a legacy too, because like, or or the beginning of one, because no yeah. other queen who's come from her specific background of drag has won Drag Race. Yeah, you know, she is as young as she is. She managed to get into what I think is, you know, a, like the dying New York club scene. Right. 
You know, she was hired by Suzanne Barsh and Amanda Lepore. Like, this is legendary. Yeah. And she's Sharon Needle's drag daughter, too. Again, another unlikely winner. This is this is quite monumental, I think. Yeah. Um, so it made me happy. Yes. Mm. Um, Congratulations. So, yeah, that's the... That's the end of season 10 yeah. and hopefully the last we see of Drag Race until next year because I, I couldn't do it. Not another six, like we six months of Drag Race. That's too much. And, and two it's too seasons much. that were so, so loaded. Yeah. So loaded with stuff. Right. But important stuff. Of course. But give us a break. Of course. <laughs> um, so we have an email that we received that we want to talk about really quick. Um <clears throat> Do you want to go ahead and introduce the email? Yes. So one of our listeners named Claire wrote into us about a post that um, Tyra Sanchez put on her Facebook, I think the day after the reunion or at some point between the reunion and the finale, basically addressing RuPaul's behavior on the on the reunion and how she basically is like... Um, Talking about how this is a what? Did, sorry, hold on. I apologize. Do you want me to read? I think um, we should read this. She basically Tyra Sanchez is basically saying that RuPaul is a gay person judging another gay person for being black. Is how I took it, and that mm. and then goes into her personal experiences with Ru over the years, and really like lays bare a lot of things that she hasn't talked about in public before, and so it started a dialogue in some of the. Um, drag race groups and our listener claire wrote in about how how it made her feel basically um and she had asked us to discuss the the post mm -hmm. um should i read it it's long but sure okay <clears throat> dear rupaul i tried to ignore your comments last night meaning the during the reunion hoping they would go away but here we are the next day and guess what your comments are still on my mind you said white people have judged me for being black. Black people have judged me for being gay. Gay people have judged me for being too femme. But not once did you mention that Vixen was referring to or talking about um, gay people judging you for being black. Mm -hmm. Everyone isn't you, Rue. We can't all just ignore issues and expect them to go to go away. Imagine if Martin ignored his dreams. Your black ass wouldn't be in the position you're in now. Imagine if Marsha P. Johnson ignored the police and never started that riot. Our gay asses would never have pride or the equality we so desperately fight for. So to tell someone to ignore something that will greatly damage their rep is just stupid. I'll tell you what, you told me to ignore something once and I did. How stupid of me. You called me for the first time, the only time and the last time I spoke directly to you. It was Father's Day 2012. I remember this day so clearly because I thought to myself, this guy really doesn't care at all. He didn't even say Happy Father's Day. I was at a bookstore in San Francisco with my son when you called. We had just left the movie seeing Men in Black 3 and decided to grab some books. My phone rang. It was a blocked number. I never answer private numbers, but for some reason, I didn't ignore this one. And so I answered. The voice on the phone said, hey, kiddo. I was shocked that it was you. And as I had just reached out to you numerous times in the weeks before uh, about everything I was having trouble with and trying to ignore the racism in your fan base, my suicide attempt, fame. You never responded to my emails, but instead had your assistant, Joelle, call me. 
She called two weeks prior to your call. Of course, she's Caucasian. And at the age of 24, I didn't feel comfortable talking to a white woman about a black man's problems. So I lied to her and told her I was having trouble writing a book, which I'm sure she knew was a lie as she um, as she called worried, almost panicked like a mother running to the rescue of her child because of my emails. At least she cared. You and I talked on the phone for what was less than 10 minutes. I was telling you about the awful experience I had the night before with the treatment from JC events. Treatments, uh, treatment that I was all too familiar with as it happens over and over again. Shady promoters like PJ from Akron, Ohio, spreading lies and rumors about you to other clubs and promoters. Damaging your rep, causing you to lose out on bookings, but still owing you money because they ran out of out of their event without paying their entertainers shit like that and all you said to me was hey you you know kiddo you gotta ignore it i mean what can you do is it going to change anything i told you i had given jc events a little piece of my mind in regards to him selling my copyrighted work to my fans in order for them to meet me profiting off of me charging them for my posters that he printed out without my permission and required me required them to buy the poster in order to meet me janky ass promoters you laughed and asked and asked did it change anything i replied no and you laughed even harder then told me to uh told me again to ignore this don't get me wrong rue i can ignore tons of things been doing it for years just like i ignored jc events until every fan was out of the room and just like i ignored the rumors spread by pj and akron ohio who by the way still owes me money rue because you said so i ignored it and how has ignored it uh, as ignoring it helped me in any way. Please tell me. To this day, I am still having to defend my rep with promoters because of these two individuals. They are white, whatever. They speak, whatever they speak is truth, and whatever I speak is all wrong. <clears throat> PJ booked me three times during my reign. The third time he left the event early without paying me and then started spreading rumors about me, telling other promoters I'm unprofessional, causing me to lose out on bookings. His lies and rumors spread like fire, which to this day, I still don't understand how you book an unprofessional queen three times in one year. This is a very good point. Uh, every drag racer he booked, he'd tell them these same lies. And of course, these racers, not knowing it's untrue, would tell this to the next club and so on until the whole world believed the lies. Lies created because he didn't have the dough to cough up. But again, like you said, I ignored it. Never spoke of it until now. Allowed the world to believe I was some unprofessional queen. I ignored it and did everything I could to not... Oh, and I and did everything I could to prove to the bookings I did get that I was everything that PJ and JC Events said I was not. I showed up and showed out, but this did not change the rumors that continued to spread. Am I supposed to ignore these things when it's uh, interfering with my ch my livelihood? I suppose you'd recommend I ignored Mo Morgan McMichaels as well for calling uh, to get my bookings canceled and then posting a video with false lies. False lies. Um, I suppose I should just let the world believe all of her lies. Last night you said, look at me, I come from the same cloth. Well, then, Rue, you know better than anybody what we as queens of color have to deal with. But you choose to ignore it. Don't get me wrong. Some things you do have to ignore and keep pushing past. But some things need to be addressed head on, like your racist fan base. I, am use I used to be your biggest fan. Now I am ashamed to even be associated with your show. Your, racist, uh, your, your fan base is racist, but you ignore it. Your production team is racially biased, but you ignore it. 
When are you going to stand up and correct the craziness that your show has caused? You constantly preach about everybody say love and can I get an amen and would want the world to believe we're all family, but you profit off the backs of queens who you can give two shits about. Queens who, quite frankly, made your show what it is. No one is watching the show for for you anymore. We watch it because of the queens. What's so funny to me is that you're the host of a drag competition uh, that you yourself could never win or uh, on your own without someone else putting you together. You use us for your show. And then what do you do? You ignore us. You never check. Uh, you uh, never check on our well-being. Uh, never to check on our state of mind. What? Mm-hmm. Um, only to call us when you need us like DragCon. You don't pay us to be there. We pay you. People come there to see the queens. People are there because of the queens. But do the queens profit off the ticket sales? Where's our percentage for all the promotion we do for your event? Um, Never did I expect... Uh, never did I expect me winning your show would make us best friends, but I did expect you to care. You'd proven time and time again that you don't. Your silence is so loud. You can't take the time to oppose the racism within your fan base or check on your queens every now and then. But every week, a new email asking us to post this or to post that. Oh. You do know companies pay influencers like us for advertising. We are not your puppets. I can't stand by anymore. I can't root for you as an outstanding host when the host is ignoring all the problems created by the very show he is hosting. Your show, your name, your drag race, your show does not represent or speak for the entire LGBT community, but it has a strong impact and you choose to ignore it rather than stand up against it. You can't sweep racism under the rug, hoping it will go away. I truly wonder who's pulling your strings. Everyday queens of color that have appeared on your show receive racial slurs, hate, and death death threats. We are thought of as less than or not at all. We are expected to be paid less and treated less than our competitors. Your production team paints us to be villains. Your fans have a double standard. The proof is in our numbers. The most talented yet least followed queens across all social media and you sit around doing nothing, ignoring it. I guess this is gay America. Get your get your money, black man, which is a reference to This is America. Um, Emmy slash Television Academy, please consider my statements when making your decisions for outstanding host. Hashtag Drag Race FYC. Best regards, Tyra007, season two winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. <sighs> I read that whole thing because I feel like there is so much in there that the fan base needs to hear. And I didn't know about this post at all. So I, I'm assuming that a lot of our listeners probably didn't see it either. It's and it's still up too. She has not taken it down. It's not even it's worth discussing. It's just worth listening putting, to because there's so much truth in there and there's yeah. so much there's so much work for the fan base to do based mm-hmm. on the claims that are made in or the the comments that are made in this mm-hmm. post. I, I mean, she snatched RuPaul bald. Well, I mean, more bald than she is already, but uh <laughs> we saw yeah. bone. Um I have to say on a on a personal note I appreciate this hearing this from her as a queen of color. Yeah. As somebody who has kind of been through the the ringer yeah. in terms of this and you know again uh, she's done things that maybe are not the the best or most professional in the past year or so but right. it's look at where it's coming from. Yeah. You know she's angry she's she is angry she is hurt. Yeah. She has needed help and has not gotten it. And from she anybody. deserves to be heard. You know, and the fact that she is almost word for word saying some of the things that we have been like crying out over this past season is is 
I guess, comforting and, and, and validating in a way because this is somebody who's been through it. Right. You know? Right. And again, we are just a podcast. It's not, you know, <laughs> impacting anything, but the show impacts real people. Yeah. And it, a, a lot of them are not being impacted in a good way. Right. From this. And here's right. one, a winner, a winner of the show. Yeah. Who was talented and flawless her season. Mm-hmm. And look at what happened. Yeah. You know, it's a cautionary tale. Yeah. Um, it's fucked up because Tyra is so talented mm-hmm. and should be getting all the bookings. She's, she's a season two winner. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's just, it, it's really fucked up. And I, I wish that the fans would take this into consideration when they write her off. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't agree with, uh, with the, the whole like insinuation of a threat of violence around DragCon. I definitely didn't agree with that, but. It just, you know, it was something that I think there's more there. And clearly we're seeing now that there is, in fact, more there. Yeah. Um, well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Are you excited for off season? I kind of am. I, I don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but um, <laughs> well, I'm going to come up with some shit. We'll have our weekly episode still, obviously. Um, and I, I don't I don't I don't know yet. I don't know. Maybe there'll be some drag shit over the summer. Maybe. There's that. um. Camp on a Kiki thing oh my god, that's Camp coming out. That looks so exciting. Yeah. It's, um, oh my God, who's it? Alexis Bevels. Yeah. Hamburger Mary's. Hamburger. It's yes. A, it's the, the two queens who own Hamburger Mary's. Yeah. Basically are hosting the show. It looks really cute. I'm, I'm excited. It looks something, fun. Something light. Yeah. And that's actually the whole aim of Camp on a Kiki is to bring you a silly, well-intentioned non-competition yeah it's just them seeing if they can survive summer camp as drag queens yeah yeah so i'm I'm excited i'm excited for some levity some lightness yeah um yep i know dragula not that it not that it's light but girl after season 10 it might be i'm 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 ready for dragula yeah i loved i love bitch pudding as the winner so they're finding things yeah people girls you know like i'm I'm excited yeah i can't wait um, well, we are Grizzly Kiki on everything. That means Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to follow us. You can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com, at gmail.com and we'll read them on the air. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. So until next time, si es polla, tiene que ser bueno. Butterfly in the sky. Shut up. <laughs>